Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Digitama Castery, where we will be talking about various subjects in the world of Digimon. I, as always, am Humulos, and joining me today, and let's have everyone say their name and their favorite cereal today. So uh, let's go with Flurp. All right. Uh, hi, I'm Flurp. My favorite cereal is uh, Special K, the strawberry. Wow, are you an adult? <laughs> oh, I, I, I guess. You didn't say, like, the chocolate <laughs> strawberry version. Goodness. <laughs> I do like uh, Cocoa Krispies, but I haven't had them in forever at this point. All right, Ayo. Hey, it's Ayo Geeks, and my favorite cereal is Fruity Pebbles. Salt. Vince. Hey, it's Vince Valorn here. Uh, my favorite cereal is Cap'n Crunch, because if you don't cut the roof of your mouth while you're eating, is it really eating? <laughs> and to cap it off, my favorite cereal is Oreo O's, because, yeah, yeah. I'm the exact opposite of Flurp in that way. That sounds nuts. <laughs> Are those even good? Do they taste like Oreos oh, at all? man. Um, no, See, they're good. <laughs> See, my, my cereal selection is limited based on dietary stuff, but uh, that that just sounds like it's too much. I mean, no, well, it only gets too much when you get the kind of marshmallows in it. There's and... kinds of marshmallows in it? <laughs> Cereal's beginning. And as far as I've nuts. I don't think they've sold that type in a while. Probably Next you're going to say they're going to sell like tiny Pop-Tarts and say they cereal. Actually they are selling cereal. Sour Patch Kids cereal. Those both sound gross. All right, so yesterday, um, Flurp had the opportunity to go on an adventure, and <laughs> he drove all the way across the state to go to um, a theme park, which Florida is known for having many theme parks, but he didn't go to one of the common ones. Where'd you go, Flurp? I went to Bush Gardens, unfortunately. Why did you go there? Uh, we went there because we were trying to find a cheaper alternative to Halloween Horror Nights Universal. I had been there. Uh, at one point, and I was like, "Wow, this is this, like the lines are long, and like, I don't know how worth this this is." So we decided to give something else a go, and uh, we got there, and it was just poorly lit. All everyone working there seemed to not want to be there, which you know, understandable, but still not the best. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Was, we we did like two haunted houses, and then left. Um, and the, both haunted houses were basically just people standing in a dark hallway with COVID masks on, staring at us awkwardly, and not scaring us at all. <laughs> and the scares that did happen, happened to the people in front of us. So by the time we walked by, the scarers were like, oh, they already saw us, so we wouldn't scare them. So, Don't want to overexert themselves. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the long night ahead of them. But yeah, no, it was, it, was a, it was a learning experience. Duly noted, no one go to Bush Gardens for freaking Halloween. Apparently not. Like, that sounds just as good as the um, South Florida Fair one they do at the fairgrounds here, Fright Nights. Like they have, they except they have three haunted houses there that I did, and not just two. Although, did they have more than two, or did you just only do two? They had more than two. Well, they had like five, I think. But yeah, oh, okay. I, we did two, and we're just like, yeah, no way. <laughs> this is uh, this cannot continue. <laughs> I, I've had better experiences at like pop up fairs. Like they, they, they seem like they have uh, their crap together a bit more for some reason. Oh well, live and learn. <laughs> At least you did it once, and then you can say you can never do it again. Exactly. I, I, I'm positive that uh, the roller coasters are the draw for Bush Gardens versus uh, the, uh, the haunted houses. Well, oh yeah, Bush Gardens got the freaking Shikra. Yeah, yeah. I'm scared so to go on that one. I thought it was shock. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a movie about a an angry monkey. Never mind. What movie? Shockma. The crap is Shockma. Look it up sometime. It's about a baboon that's being tested on by doctors, and these kids are at a, at the hospital overnight, and they're playing a D and D game, and this monkey comes <laughs> in and like starts attacking them, and they have to try and escape the monkey. Was was this released in theaters? 
Uh, maybe. It's on VHS to kind of date it a it's little bit. It's on VHS. Okay. Holy crap, yes. Yeah, Shockma. Check it out. That sounds like a Sci-Fi Channel original movie or something. No, it's not like that. It's it's old, so it's actually got, like, no, most, if not none, no, or none of the CGI in it. It's all practical. Oh, okay. And it's a trained monkey who most of the time just looks cute on screen, and it's, like, trying to make it seem like it's attacking you and being evil. That sounds like a good time. That's a, that's a good Halloween movie right there. Yeah. There you go. Shockma. Check it out. In Add, theaters 25 years ago. Okay, so we got to talk about V-Pets now. Today's V-Pet subject, I believe Ao was the one to suggest this one, is we're going to talk about our favorite digital monster series, Rosters. And the original series had 70 Digimon across all five versions, and each version had a plethora of different creatures on it. It's not like later on where they started trying to make them themed in some way. They're just uh, whatever the random crap they want to throw on there are. So each one is very different from the other uh, from the others and have uh, a good mix of bugs and sea creatures and dinosaurs and all sorts of good crap. All the stuff we like. So uh, let's start with the uh, AO. Since you picked this, tell us what's what's the best digital monster roster? Uh, it's going to have to be version 3 for me. Um, I just, I love that one. I like Andromon, I like Edamon. I think all, a lot of the adult levels are really good. Um, and going past just the roster itself, um, I like the colors available for the device, um, the mini game that it has for training. It, it's just my favorite. Dang. Okay. That's, that's surprising to me because that's actually my least favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's just Patamon makes me not well. It's partially Patamon, also partially Kunemon, because there's like no other bugs except Kunemon. So it's like you start off great, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, I guess I can't uh, can't get any more bugs in this. But um, it is orange though. Do you have the orange one or the purple? No, one? I have the purple. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's actually a good Halloween pair, I would say, an orange and a purple device. Yeah, so that is true. a good one. It's also got uh, the uh, got Bakuman on it. That's true. It has a yeah. ghost and an ogre and an androidified ogre. Yeah. I'll just go right off and say, yeah, V3 is also my favorite roster. Wait, what? Yeah. Since when? It's it's I've, It's been that way for a while. V5 was like creeping up there because Pogumon, but uh, I just don't like the other Digimon on that device as much as Pogumon. And uh, I think the V3 was like the first... DMOG where I was just like, yeah, wow, I love everything about this. It has Dromojimon, which is probably my favorite sprite on the DMOG oh period, besides Pogumon. Yeah. And uh, just the sprites in general for the adults just make me happy. Like, Shellmon is cool. Ogremon just looks like so happy to be alive. Um, Edamon's just, yeah. I don't know. I just love every single uh, sprite on this device. And also the colors, yeah. The purple is probably my favorite DMOG color shell period. I was not expecting that at all. Vince, are you going to tell your favorites the version 3 too? <laughs> you know, I like the version 3, but not nearly as much as the 4. I like the 4 quite a lot. Uh, especially the shell of either shell, the red or blue, or the uh, the blue and yellow. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like the lineup because you got my boy Quagamon on there. Can't beat that. Uh, and I, uh, uh, Megadramon also is one of my favorites. I'm just being able to get him. And have one of the best beans on the device. One of my favorites. Definitely a strong showing. Digitamamon is my favorite uh, on that device. It's an eclectic roster. I think there's only one blemish on that roster for me, and that's Mojimon. I just cannot care about that one at all. But like, <laughs> see, 
Whenever I see Mojimon, I just think of the red thing from the old early like Bugs Bunny cartoons, and I can't oh. help but but like, because that's all I see in the sprite is is him. That is what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. I'm like, oh hey, what's up, man? You can get that wabbit today? Let's go. <laughs> I so I do find myself running the version. I only have two DMOGs. I have a version one from when I was a wee bab, and then I have a uh, version four that I ordered as an adult. And I do find myself running the version four more often, if for no other reason that it's not like breaking apart. <laughs> So, um, but there is a lot of stuff on there. I like I like a lot of the adult forms. I love Kuagamon. I love Silamon. Um, I love Monochromon. All those on there on one device makes me really happy. And Megadramon is a fantastic choice for um, the best care perfect. And yeah, I, I like a lot about it, but I, I can't say it's my favorite. And for favorite, I go with the just freaking version one every time. Like. I consider every Digimon on that device at least a three star or higher. Like I have nothing bad to say about any of them, and I just uh, I don't know. It, it's probably just mostly nostalgia to be honest, because freaking obviously that's what I started with, and I uh, yeah exactly. So I uh, yeah I, I find myself just really enjoying seeing those Digimon together every time I do, which is why I'm glad there's always like people making artwork of just that cast. It always just makes me happy whenever I see it. But yeah, so. In an ideal world, it would be the version one, but as far as what I run, I run the version four the most because of what my current uh, owning situation is. Well, luckily, they, they cost almost nothing. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Although, I if I do want to get a new one, it's just that I don't want to get a Japanese one. That's my problem. I want to get uh. like an original English one. And those, they're not quite exp like as expensive as other V-Pets, but they get up there um, sometimes. So, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I haven't done it. I, I'm just still using this piece of crap that I have that has a back from a version three of all things, which I only found this out recently that I used to own a version three, which I did not know. I don't know how I owned it because they never sold version threes in America. And I, I, I have no idea where it came from. I have no idea how I acquired that device. And I sold it to a, another person. And eventually I asked them because I was looking back at pics of it. And I'm like, wait, that background's a version 3 background because <laughs> I didn't know that at the time and sure enough it's uh, got a little Poyomon on it when you hatch it up so I got rid of something special there yeah you know, V3 most popular device yeah, really yeah apparently <laughs> I was expecting it I, I do like that no one said the version 2 at least though we didn't even mention it in passing because uh, oh I mean <laughs> see, it's kind of forgettable there are some mons on it I like like it does have yeah. Kabuterimon it does have like I like Skull Greymon Sprite it's a little goofy but it's just not my, when I want to run something, I want to run the four because all a the colors on the shelves kind of like really tips you over. But also, I like everyone else on it. Yeah, when, when I'm like trying to decide what DMOG to run, I'll, like, I'll roll a five sided die, and then whenever it lands on two, I'm like, yeah, that one didn't count. Reroll, do it, do it. <laughs> roll it again. Is version two yeah. the one that has the more difficult mini game? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. absolute hell. Like the timing on it is just. Ah, ridiculous! It's it's basically the exact same thing as the V5, except the V5 fixes the uh, the timing issue. It's it just seems like a crapshoot whether or not you're actually going to get Damn. the training in. So I just spam it and hope. It's, that's another oh. reason why it's not so not so that amazing. Every annoying. other mini game is easy. Except yeah, the version four mini game. It's like drop dead simple. I freaking mm -hmm. love that yeah. thing. Yeah, it's the same thing except you know it actually works. Yeah, it's a shame though because the V2 is. Uh, uh, yeah, on one of the only two devices, um, the V4 as well, that has different uh, feeding uh, 
uh, sprites. So like, the pills and the meat are different. Oh, I didn't know that. So the other three use uh, meat and pills. Yep, and the uh, the uh, two of the four use the like the tablet pill and the <laughs> chicken leg. Right. Which is, I, you know, just nice change of pace. Yeah, I had assumed that it must have been, because, again, I only had the one in the four, so I got the four and I saw that, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they all have different sprites, but I guess not, just, uh... That would have been, that would have been awesome, but, you know, it's just the, just the two in the four. Gotcha. Right. Now, version five is secretly just a Godzilla device, right? Like Pretty much, yeah. yes. Just exactly yes. just a Godzilla device? Okay. Yeah, and we've been kind of like coming up with ideas as to what the everything is as time goes on, because like at first it's like obviously all the adults are all based on different Godzilla monsters, um, and then most people were saying like, oh well, Metal Tyrannomon is uh, Mecha Godzilla, but then later on we're like, no wait, it's Burning Godzilla based yeah. on the sprite, and then apparently uh, Nanomon <laughs> is this uh, what was it, oxygen capsule something? <laughs> That's, I, that feels like a stretch to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like if it was not in the first Godzilla movie, then I would say it's a stretch. But since it is, I'm like, you know what? That could actually make sense. I, I can I know see people, it. People say X Tyrannomon is supposed to be like the Godzilla in like the crappy suit. Yeah, just the idea of a dude in a rubber suit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Right. So I, it's a lot of fun. The what we have kind of pieced together with that. Like, obviously, all the adults are 100 like basically confirmed at this point. It's like, yes, this is clearly all Godzilla stuff, especially when you look at something like Davidramon, which you're like, no, that looks nothing like anything that Davidramon could ever look like. Like, what are, what's with his ears? And you're just like, okay, no, it's because he's a... I would say the name of the monster, but I don't know Godzilla well enough to say it. Is it... Um, it starts with a D. No, it doesn't. I don't remember. I can't remember their names. But either way. See, I only a... remember a lot of them because of that magic set that had the, D the Godzilla crossover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My buddy oh, yeah. collected like all of the like alt arts of each Godzilla character, and uh, I can't remember it. Destoroya, that's what it was. Destroya, Destoroya. Destoroya. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, V five for Godzilla lovers, and then of course it also has the classic uh, rabbit and frog that everyone sees in the Godzilla movies. Yeah, as the children. The main characters. The main characters, right? That's what I'm told. All right, so a new episode of Ghost Game came out as one would expect on a Saturday evening. Um, so this one featured heavily Mummy Mon and we got to spend some more time with Hiro and Gammon as they're figuring out what their lives are going to be moving forward. So this was uh, our chance to see, okay, so is it going to continue the good feelings we got from the first episode or is this going to start going downhill immediately? So let's see, uh, Vince, let's start with you this time. What, what do you think about oh, all this? I definitely don't think it went downhill immediately. I don't think it, it's following the, the colon path so far. Um, I thought it was fine. It was an okay episode. Uh, more Monster of the Week, which is totally cool. Um, the evolution scene, I know it's a, a bit of a, a hot topic. Um, I thought it was like really flashy, but really quick. Like almost like it wasn't meant to be a focus. Because it seems like he, cause, you know, in the intro, he has like three different forms going on. It seems like it's going to be something super not as important in this series as the other ones. It's like it's important in the sense he's going to evolve in, or digivolve into three different things. But like the actual sequence of it isn't uh, isn't a huge deal. It wasn't even like 10 seconds long. Was no, it? it was like four. Super fast. It was very fast and like just like boom, done. Um, and... This guy was just food. He wants he wants to have food, and that's what makes him want to digivolve. The requirements so am, seem weird. I am so hoping that different types of food make is what makes him evolve differently. He did so say like, he wants to be champion for chocolate. So. Exactly. 
and so because he was thinking about chocolate, he became Beetle Gamamon, and so you know some other type of delicious food will make him become something else. It does feel like that's supposed to be a pun of some kind. Yeah, there's something lost in translation there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just like I, I, okay, I get it. Um, I I did like Mummymon a bit uh, in terms of like. So he was super scary, like he's taking people and starving them to death. But at the same time, it's like he's kind of trying to copy the, the Egyptian stuff. But then one little boy says no. And then he's like, all right, I'll stop. After I got beat up, I'll stop. Well, everything was also kind of on fire. So he's probably like, wait, 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 I'll listen to this. I don't want to be on fire. Right. And that seemed <laughs> just like a little too neat of a bow. But it's a kid's show. So it's like I can't be like too crazy expecting a lot more. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. I like the idea probably, of not, they're not all bad guys. They just are, are misunderstood. I like that they show that right away, that, that not every single Digimon is going to be just like a mindless, evil uh, piece of crap. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the Evo sequence, mostly because it was so snappy. I think, uh, especially if they're going to have multiple happen at once, it's good to have a quick sequence that you can kind of like rattle them off fast and like get the point across super quick so that the battle momentum doesn't stop. And not just the one so, scene fast forwarded like 10x speed. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I do think that that was a strong point of 2020 is that they kind of went through the evolution sequences fast enough so that the action didn't stop. The, the action itself I had problems with, but how they handled the, uh, the flow um, regarding evolutions. Um, was fine, so I think I think translating that to, to Ghost Game was a was a good decision, and I think as we get more evolutions from different characters and they maybe fight at the same time, it'll be neat to uh, to see the evolutions happen one after the other. I also think that the shorter the sequence is, the less likely we'll get fatigued by it over time. It's like okay, so we don't have to watch this for uh, fifteen seconds, the same thing that we've seen every single episode. It's just like okay, you evolved. Now let's back go back to the action. That's a good sign, too, because a lot of times, especially in the older series, like as much as I love the original series, like it used those sequences as a crutch so that yeah. it could fill time and not have to spend so much effort on actually producing the episode. Um, whereas now if they're saying like all we need is five seconds, then that's great. That means they can focus on everything else. And the whole episode, I didn't really feel like there was stalling. It felt like the things that were happening all were happening for a reason and that they were there progressing the way the episode is moving forward. And so I really appreciated that, that there just wasn't like long periods of uh, just standing around or thinking or regurgitating useless information or spending time on Digivolution. It was just all just went right through, got to the point and uh, yeah, kept me interested the entire time. Yeah, everything felt super deliberate. Like every every moment felt like it had a purpose. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing for me because I like, you know, having the stuff I watch like mean something uh, filler kind of kind of sucks a lot of the time so especially like this early on the fact that they're they're cramming as much detail as possible in there and making things matter definitely appreciate that yeah I'm definitely in agreement with uh, evolution I, I, it was really good that it was it was really cool for that short amount of time because I know like you all brought up the previous series that um you know, originally, like the first time they evolve, it's the full sequence, and that's great. You're excited; it's the first time it happens. But usually, I'm like, I can't wait until we get to the point where there's enough going on in the episode that they just have to flash the evolution sequence to get to the point. So, I, I thought that was really good. Um, I also uh, was hoping when um, Hero was trying to get into the museum and was trying to 
uh, get the passcode on the door. I was hoping he would put his vital bracelet up to it <laughs> to kind of like show off like the, the NFC thing and that would unlock it. But Gammon unlocking it was pretty cool too. That's a good point. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with Gammon that I don't think Gammon even recognizes is happening. Oh, yeah. He seems pretty. He seems really clueless, honestly, and I, I, I do, I do like how frustrated Hero seems with the, the, the non-answers he's getting from Gammon at literally every turn. Because Hero's obviously the type of guy who wants all of the information like now. He's like super studious, and every single thing that Gammon says, he's like writing down. He's like trying to piece things together, and then he just like he asks these super pertinent questions, and Gammon's like, "I'm hungry." Digital Mon. <laughs> Digital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> also, did anyone else know that Gammon had wings? Did I miss that? When did no. that thing? I mentioned it early on in its profile, and then everyone's like, where? Where are the wings? And then I think we found like one picture, one promotional image that actually did have them expanded. So, no, you, you are excused for not knowing that because it's a, it was not made obvious whatsoever. That's, that's how I saw it. Like, I saw like a single still image of it, and I'm like, what is that? Like he has wings, and then I like I was like, oh, okay, maybe that'll be like a whole plot point or something. But no, he just he's he's a uh, he's able to he open the door walk. because he has wings. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to walk across the room to jump to get the doorknob, so he just sprouts his wings and goes over. I can I can relate to that. Yeah. Also, they fixed that what, window yeah. so fast. They that was did, a day. They didn't even question. They didn't even question anything. Like, like it took guys, me so like, long to get new windows because of shortages and stuff. Yeah. So like. I guess yeah. when you're in like 20XX and you have 7G Wi-Fi, just workers are faster. Yeah, I guess so. Holy <laughs> cow. I do like the random stuff that Gammon just isn't simply aware of, like the hacking of the door and everything. Although I will say it is only the second best Digimon door hack in the series. The first one being, of course, Armadimon in Last Evolution Kizuna, when he just swipes his claw on the card reader <laughs> and says, Dagya, and it opens. <laughs> one of the good things of that movie. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm glad to see there's someone else who's not as up on it as others. I am <laughs> no, not, I'm, I'm not up on Kizuna. I've gotten into many an argument over that movie. <laughs> it's that fine, may be it's a topic, but it's, for be, it's better time. than try. It's better than try, at least. <laughs> so, is that a but, bar but, we want to have set? Well, try is better than colon, <laughs> so colon's the <laughs> colon's currently the bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I like the evolution like happened but wasn't really like the main focus of that scene like normally the evolution is like the whole point of the episode where it's like okay so we're all working towards this now he's big enough and strong enough to beat the monster whereas this time it wasn't like about beating the monster at all it was just kind of about like making him shut up and stop trying to kill people for a second so you could talk to him and yeah so it's like even though yeah beetle gamma appeared it's like that's not where my attention was and I kind of like that. I know there's going to be some people who are like, no, I want the evolution to be the point, but it's like, I think it's a good change of pace because I don't think evolutions should be the crux of the plot every time and they can't be. So I'm, uh, I I enjoy how this was presented. Yeah. It's like, they've already showed us the, the digivolutions in like the intro Mm -hmm. before anything else we watch it. So it's like, yeah, with their name. So it's like, we know what we're getting into, just get to it. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the time people kind of get hung up on the like, evolutions as plot points and they consider them like major spoilers. I know people who are like for 2020 were like, like, oh, the fact that we know that this Digimon gets evolved into is a major spoiler. Like, should it actually be a major spoiler? Like we know Digimon are going to evolve. We know that they're going to evolve into the same things that we saw last time. Um, like maybe it's a different evolution, but the odds of that being like a major plot point are pretty low in 2020 in general. But um, 
I think in, in a show like this, where the focus is very much on the character interactions and the narrative being told, the exact Digimon that's getting evolved into would matter a lot less a lot of the time. Um, it's for sure relevant, but yeah, in this case, it felt like the uh, the situation itself was more the focus, like you said, which I think is just right. straight up better a lot of the time. Um, and as for uh, more depth to the characters and the, the story. And, you know, the first episode set up that um, it's not necessarily always going to be fighting that's going to be the solution to the issue, you know, because Hero throws the branch into the the Clockmon's uh time filter and it becomes the tree so um, I think they're just kind of setting up that evolution might be a way to get the solution but it's not necessarily like going to be a fight exactly that's a, that's a good point point. and going off of that I also love how they're integrating the uh, the tamers into the fights uh, It's it really does feel like a team effort versus just the tamer existing near the digimon as the digimon uh, me uh, messes stuff up and just like beats up on another digimon it's uh, in both fights so far. Hero has played a very pivotal role. Um, in the second, like in this recent episode, obviously he, he used diplomacy and kind of got through to Mummy Mon. And in the first one, yeah, he, he uh, used uh, deductive reasoning to throw a branch and make a, make a tree. So I don't know. I think it's a it's a really really nice change of pace from from previous seasons. It gives me Tamers vibes. Obviously, because Tamers had a really early on at least had a very direct role the card slashing but this is this is like more dynamic because there are a whole bunch of different things that the teamers can do potentially yeah i'm gonna be very interested to see how the other characters really play into that kind of thing too because we at least know now all right so angoramon is following uh, the girl who's into spooky stuff uh, i literally have no idea what her name is i will Ruli. at some point what is it lily really 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 that's a that's a tough thing to say holy cow um <laughs> So Angoramon's following Ruli around now, and obviously Hero's seen that. They're going to go do stuff. And since she's, like, so gung-ho about all the spookiness stuff, too, and it doesn't seem like she... I don't know. She's probably not aware of Angoramon, right? Like, is that what the vibe we're supposed to get is? I'm not sure. It might not be. I'm curious like, because, like, Chumon was running around in that one scene. It seemed like no one really paid attention to him. Right. So there's some, so there's some conditions on if you can see them or not. And someone pointed out the other day that it looked like the Angoramon and Jellymon dim cards were in the possession of Hero. Um, now, that's obviously not, like, guaranteed, yes, that's what that was, but, like, the way that they uh, showed it, it's like, yeah, I could see that being the case, so... And neither of them, um, neither being Ruli and Blue Senpai, are uh, wearing vital bracelets as of yet, so... Yeah, I absolutely think that uh, the... Based on what we saw in episode one... The, uh, the dim cards being inserted yeah. into the into the bracelets that's what causes them to be able to materialize into the world. like that that absolutely seems like where they're going with that and even if the digimon is following the tamer at this point they still need the dim card and the bracelet in order to get them to, to realize i guess and that makes me also that makes me really wonder like why angoramon is following this girl around because like we know why gammon's with hero and it's because his dad is like hey here have a gammon like okay so why does Angoramon care about Ruby, yeah. and why does Jellymon care about the blue guy? Like, because it's because he's an easy target. She's probably always messing with him the entire time, and that's why he's oh, so yeah. crazy and wearing charms. Is like she's like making stuff move and like causing weird that things is... to happen. I would be very happy if that's the case. I I absolutely think that's the case because he he seems legit haunted 
a lot of the time. He's like looking at walls, like wondering what the heck's gonna come through. Asking about tempered glass. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he he one hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's I think it's guaranteed that Jellymon is messing with him at this point, and I really want to see that dynamic. Which that'll be fun because then it's like we're used to the um, whole idea that like oh the Digimon are chosen to go with their partners, or it's like this just kind of seems like no they're just kind of hanging around, kind of like how it was in Tamers, right? Where Renamon uh, went with Ruki because she's like, you're really strong and I want to be strong with you. And it's like, okay, cool. So they're just kind of both meeting whatever their interests are. Well, and I think I think the DigiNavi said that Jellymon is like a prankster and likes to pull tricks on. Um, I can't remember his full name. I know it's Kyo. It starts with Kyo. Kyoshiro. Um, yes. So um, I, it seems like maybe the Digimon are going to be opposite of their partners where Hero is very serious and wants to know answers, and Gamamon's like, I just want to eat and, like, relax and just be curious. So maybe uh, Roly is that bold character, you know, wants to go in and find things. So maybe Angoramon's more, like, hesitant and more of a protector, and maybe that's why Angoramon's already following her around. That would make a lot of sense in the vehicle, though. Or he's, like, some kind of sloth and just doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> Begrudgingly <laughs> following along. So I have to ask, has anyone else here watched the original Sailor Moon series? Some of it. A little bit. I had some of the VHSs, it. but it's okay. been a very long time. Because, like, out of everything I've seen, like, that is where I'm getting the strongest vibes from um, as far as what this is similar to. And I'm very much enjoying that because yeah. the, the original Sailor Moon, it was all about, like, there's this whole otherworldly element, right, with the, um, the main antagonist, Queen Barrel, like, sending people to steal people's life source or sending at monsters and whatever to steal people's life force and those events always happen like just as little things happening in the real world like oh there's like this big sale going on at the store and if you buy a purse then you get your life sucked out and it's <laughs> and then the, the main characters always have to like kind of they're they get wrapped up in it and they get involved in it just because uh they're school kids and like i want a purse <laughs> and so and then they end up like transforming and fighting and kicking the crap out of that and that's like the vibe i'm getting where it's like the stuff that we're seeing is just kind of like just mixed in with their interactions in normal life and then they end up uh, just kind of uh, getting too involved and start fighting the monsters and figuring out how to solve the problems and I very much like that it's kind of dynamic I don't see it too much in things because most of the time we've seen Digimon it's just all wanton destruction and now it's just uh, them just being like I want to be a doctor I can be a doctor let's try to be a doctor how did the Egyptians do it I'll do it like they did it and then uh and stuff just happens, and I like that. I like how interwoven it is into just, not just the lives of those involved with Digimon, but like just everyone around them and how much it involves the humans around them. And I have to wonder though, like what is the response of like the police force to this kind of crap? Because there was like a definitely... blurb of it at the beginning, but it was very much like a hand wavy, nah, ghost in the machine. Because like there were what, like 30 people? There was a lot of people tied up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that that's not gonna go unnoticed. Yeah, I think that that, that maybe maybe they should have focused on um, the community's response to their to the people get going missing. That does seem kind of one of one of the things I've been having a, a not necessarily a problem, just like a little bit of a hiccup of like there's these things happen where people are rapidly aging, or there's like thirty people disappearing in the span of like it had it couldn't be more than two days because after that people would have been dead and it seemed like they were very clear on making sure everyone was still alive well, I need to know that so it's like why is the real world not really doing like it seems like it's too quick for people to react but then like 
if people are aged, there's probably going to be some news reports. If there's like 30 people missing in a couple days, you'd probably think there'd be some investigations going on. Maybe some police somewhere at the the hotel, uh, the museum. And I think it's a little unrealistic. A kid can stay in a stall all night and break into the thing. It's a little funny. It's because in Japan they have the stalls that actually give you privacy. But listen, if you were a security guard at a museum, you, you would have a few nights where you're just like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling it tonight. There would be some of those. Now, I do wonder, though, cause, so obviously, like, this is getting the attention of some people, and because, first of all, it shows up on the tabloids and stuff, it's like, oh, there's a mummy in Ueno, and so people are looking at it. It really makes me wonder, is there going to be, like, some kind of organization that pops up, like something similar to Hypnos or Dats, where uh, they are aware of the Digimon coming into the world and are secretly in the shadows doing something about it? Like, obviously, that's just purely conjecture, but I could totally see that sort of thing happening since uh, that was in the other two Digimon series that primarily took place in the uh, human world. Oh, that, would, that would make a lot of sense, like if it, especially if they're maybe kind of trying to downplay the um, real-world response. Maybe, uh, maybe they're waiting for a chance to introduce something like that later. I think uh, I think they've done a good job so far of kind of setting up a lot of different mysteries and questions without making them feel like they're like absolutely vital to enjoy to enjoy like what's happening at the moment um like like right now things are uh things are still like at kind of like a steady pace they're kind of setting things up and the questions that we have are not like they're important but they don't feel like they're gonna get dragged out for too long so overall good episode still like where it's going still uh still enjoying this and uh yeah, we don't. But I will a... say, I will say that it is, uh, it is definitely possible to have a good show from the first couple episodes. You don't have to wait fifty episodes for the show to get good. You shouldn't have to. <laughs> I, I, or the other way around. It's like, oh, how do you know the show is bad? It's only been sixty-five episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You should, you shouldn't have to. You should not have to watch an entire like, like half halfway through a series for it to get good. I, I firmly believe that you should be able to enjoy something right from the first episode and be like wow yeah this is definitely going to be worth watching like i started watching squid game uh the other day and for the first episode i'm like all right i'm on board with this this is, this is awesome. i only recently learned that when people mentioned that that they weren't talking about splatoon same i had no <laughs> oh. idea it was its own thing <laughs> i thought it was uh that episode of spongebob where squidward plays golf <laughs> there's an episode where he plays golf Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so ghost game, good stuff. We won't be having a new episode next week, sadly. So uh, we'll have to wait a bit until we can talk about another episode. But yeah. um, it's gonna be torture. Yeah. This was uh, this one week was torture. I watched the episode four times, so I can't, I can't, uh, I can't actually imagine how many times I watched. This they didn't even give us much to go off of, too. In the spoiler, they uh, only. They only very vaguely mentioned what the mystery was. They're like, "Oh, there's scribbles," and it's, it's like, about "Okay, squibbles." It's about squibbles. Yeah, yeah, there's there's nothing to go off of. There's uh, in this scary it's, uh, it's episode, just... it's squibbles. Yeah, don't don't spend too long on your phone. I thought it was maybe Omekamon. That's who that's who I'm hoping it is. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's that a good guess. That would be sweet, actually. Yeah, we I like him a lot. He needs. See, this it's is our knockoff to... Omnimon in the first couple episodes from 20. You get Omekamon. Exactly. <laughs> I would love for them to keep that pattern going, because the spoiler for episode one, it's like, oh, there's Mummymon, okay. This one, like, obviously left you really wondering, so it's like, 
I want them to keep doing that. I want them to keep doing that thing where they just like tell you, here's what the mystery is, but not what the Digimon is. Yeah. So. Yeah, the spoiler for, for episode two was very like, it had a lot of emphasis on like the group of girls. If you notice where it was like, something was going to happen to them. Ha <laughs> JK. Yeah. But it didn't. Well, not really. Because even though she sighed, she uh, got called away real quick, I guess. I don't know. He couldn't leave the glass because he had that. There's that one scene where he's like, "Punk," and they're like, "Oh," and then oh, he just yeah. left what? it, and then there wasn't a problem that? again. Yeah. Huh? Maybe it only works at night. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, now that I think of it, Clockmon—they fought him at night, and he only did stuff at night too, right? He, no, he, he, he during the day. Okay. They okay. Yeah, they the broken, yeah. and it was like it was four something on the clock. A very, they very clearly showed the clock. It was like four point oh, right. one or something they, like that. He did disappear when the light turned on, but then he showed up outside anyway, so maybe yeah. that's not a <laughs> I have no idea what that whole bonk in my hand on the glass thing was then. <laughs> Interesting. There's something there. There's something they were implying with that. I don't it know what it was. It was tempered glass. But... It's afraid of glass. Yeah. It was double paned, so you had to go to a different one. Yeah, tempered glass. <laughs> it was tempered glass. glass. <laughs> it was right all along. I mean, it could. Okay. Oh, honestly, it could be. We'll see. We will see. All right, so it is time now for the Digimon of the week. Let's see who we're going to get this time. Let's get our random number here. 576. 576. All right. Who is number 576? Okay. We have Pekmon this week. Pekmon, for those unaware, was a Digimon that first appeared in Savers as an evolution for the not original Falcomon. Um, it was the adult form for that. Ikuto's partner and runs around and pecks at things, looks like a ninja ostrich, and uh, appeared on these both the um, Digivice IC20X as well as the uh, Wind Guardians Z pendulum. So let's He's also on the burst. It's also on the burst. He's also in colon. Yeah, except they don't really talk in colon, do they? They just fly around and uh, act as mounts. They're chocobos in colon, pretty Basically much. Basically chocobos, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why my brain didn't go to Chocobos, but instead went to Niwatoris from that one episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Really <laughs> the crap are you talking <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm the only one who remembers that. <laughs> Isn't that the five-headed uh, like god dragon theme? Or like that arc? That arc? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're, in, they're in virtual reality and they can only cross a desert by, um, with the Niwatori chickens. Mm -hmm. They had to win it from a tournament. That's literally straight from Final Fantasy VII. That makes a lot of sense you can actually. only cross like the one thing with the chocobo because of midgard yeah, okay. summer yeah that makes a lot of sense because <laughs> it was like a video game exactly yeah that whole arc sucked it was so, so bad you can skip that whole thing it did not make yeah, sense uh, the end was just kind of blowing everything up it's so so silly wow but anyway yeah i like i like pacman's design he's uh i like his ninja get up and his scarf um i think digimon's tendency to take like otherwise Kind of normal looking monsters that look just like very similar to animals and then sticking them in clothing um, works really well here yeah i like his visor everything that's streaming off of him the only problem with it on. is it's the sylveon like kind of thing where you know the the living ribbons that scarf living the real scarf is that part of them can you remove that scarf no did you, did you well you could probably remove it but it's still part of them <laughs> That's how Digimon work. They're born with all their pants. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, so let's is see. Is it alive? So, uh, out of, it's definitely alive. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. Um, out of five stars, what are you giving Pekmon? 
I think I would give Peckmon a three. He's he's good, but I gave uh, Flare Lizamon a four last week, and I don't want to give everything a four, so I'm gonna give Peckmon a three. It's it's not good enough to be perfect, but he, he Peckmon's pretty good. I'm also a three on this guy. I think he's uh he's cool, um, but I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Bird Digimon in general. That kind of knocked off a few points, even though I, I do like the design. He's, he's solid, but definitely not my favorite. I give him like a two and a half out of five. It's like, what did I say oh, about point wow. fives? Oh, right. You hated <laughs> it! Closer to a three than a two! Um, no, yeah, okay, fine, we'll go three. I, I feel like I'm copying everyone, but it's like, it's it's totally average. I was trying to give an average, like, there's nothing super outstanding about it. It's an ostrich wearing a ninja costume. Like, that's pretty cool, but it's like, it's not flashy, it's not over the top. It's not nostalgic for me, so it's like, it's it's fine. It's cool. It's a perfectly competent Disney. Yeah. Well, I'm not looking at a nice. pile of rocks. What are you, two? Do you hate it? I, I, yeah, I'm giving, well, I, I'm bouncing between one and two, but I'm going to stick with two to be nice. Wow. But freaking, first of all, it's way too anime of a design for me. Like, I do not like the anime-centric designs for Digimon most of the time. Like... I was probably the only person who, when Gamamon appeared, wasn't like, oh my gosh, he's so kawaii desu, and was instead like, well, it looks kind of, uh, kind of boring. <laughs> I'd like Gamamon now as a character, but I, I just, um, the anime-centric designs don't do much for me a lot of the time. They're just, I don't know, there's something about them that I don't really care for. And Peckmon also has a disadvantage of uh, replacing Diatramon, and I could have seen Diatramon in an anime, and I didn't. I saw a Peckmon instead, so no, of course I'm going to have uh, hard feelings about that. So, no, Peckmon's not my jam. Even though I actually love Bird Digimon, it's uh, not the type I like. He also looks really weird in his evolution sequence. When he's, like, kind of in a very high frame rate, running in slow motion while pecking the ground and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know, I, I hate the way it looks. It bugs me every single time I see it. I have... Uh, strong opinions about that even though i love savers i love everything about savers i just don't like peckmon very much i knew you were gonna rate peckmon lower because i knew exactly it was diatrimon erasure <laughs> oh yeah absolutely it's freaking we had a really cool dinosaur bird and they're like nah ninja ostrich like okay <laughs> all right so that looks like that is everything for this week does anyone have any final thoughts they wish to share about the world of digimon Champion is chocolate. Yeah, champion is chocolate. We'll leave you with that. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I still don't know how to subscribe to these things, so if you guys figure out how to, go for it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we will see you all on the next one. Bye. 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 See you.